0: everyone and welcome to another brand new episode of throwing partners i am with my throwing partner chris i am brian what do we got going this week chris this past week or this week
1: because there's a lot of disappointment in the first episode with a lot of the picks
0: um, yeah oh yeah that's the most commented thing i've been told is your picks are um, terrible and i'm like we couldn't we couldn't predict brock purdy blown out his ucl like 10 minutes in
1: yeah but we still picked them like yeah like it 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 was bad but um this past week uh in my my little world was very busy um and then i'm i always know that you're always busy so i'm catching up to your busyness so
0: yeah i've been busy too um but enough about us isn't a Podcast about our lives. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, if we if we wanted a podcast about our lives, we would have a GoPro hooked up to us twenty four seven. Oh yeah, it'd be a mockumentary like The Office. Yeah, that would <laughs> probably be a lot of fun. But oh yeah, all right. What do you got for us? All right. So last year at this time, we mm-hmm. did not have a podcast going. We were on a little year break. <laughs> yeah, but luckily, this happened while we were doing it. Tom Brady announced mm-hmm. his retirement. So he says. So he says.
1: I mean, the the ultimate question is: Do you believe him or you don't? I'm just Um, gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it
0: short and sweet here. He's retired. Yeah, I'll believe it when the season starts and he's not on a team. That's when I'll be like, okay, he's not playing. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and you know what's funny too is like you know when people announced or sorry when people heard about his retirement this time. I feel like it's not as big of a deal.
0: No, it's like, it's like, it's old news. Like when Brett Favre retired and then came back, it was like, oh, gee, great. Yeah.
1: Like, came back for the Vikings, like out of all teams, you want to come yeah. back for the Vikings. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I think, I mean, given last year, it was like, I retired. It was like a weird post. Like, he didn't even do a video or anything. It was like, I'm retiring. That's it. But this time, like, he made the video. And then if you follow him on Instagram, he did he did pictures from like Patriots bucks yep. practice just with all these different teammates and people that have crossed his career path and like seeing that led me towards more. So like he's done.
1: Yeah. Cause he didn't I, I, do
0: this last time, but still I'll believe yeah. it when I see it.
1: Um. Also, I think, I mean, it, it sucks that it happened that he, you know, he got divorced this past season you know like yeah during the during that whole season going on um i think that ultimately came to him where i'm not gonna lie like i feel like this guy and i don't know everything you know nobody knows everything but himself about himself you know um that in my eyes he chose football over family he did at the time and it he ultimately he ultimately paid the ultimate sacrifice in his marriage. And, and he chose football over with his kids and stuff. And I think he immediately now has regretted that decision and is now saying, I got to catch up. I've been away from my kids for God. What he's been, he's been in the NFL, what, 22 seasons now. Yeah. A long time. (laughs) And so like out of those 22 seasons, his kids were born during those times and like, he's never had a full year to, to be with him. To be a dad. And at yeah. the time when he did cho- choose football, that's probably all his brain knew. Yeah. so I, I think you're right. I, I hope he can, you know, I hope his kids can forgive him. Um, because that's a lot. As a kid, like, your dad's only there for, what, like, four months? And then he's on the road everywhere, every state, and stuff like that. It's cool to see your dad play. Don't get me wrong. And your, your dad's the goat of football. I yeah. mean, that's really awesome, but that doesn't take away from being a dad,
0: you know? Yeah, and I mean, we don't, we don't know, like, there could have been behind the scenes more stuff where he, and we don't see his personal life a lot, exactly. so, like, he could have been, like, world's greatest dad type of thing, like, and spent time with his kids, and, you know, FaceTimed, and just been with them for major things in their lives, mm-hmm. but like you said, it is, it's pretty tough, too, I mean, no normal person, I mean, sane person would choose something like a sport over, over their family or their wife, exactly. so, that that's I mean, but there could have been other stuff, but but still, yeah, I, I understand. But that leads us to, you know, your last phrase was like, he's the greatest of all time. Like, is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Y-
1: yes, most, de- most definitely. I don't think anybody, I mean, I can't say nobody, because I don't know how long these records will last. Um, records are meant to be broken, just yeah. you never know when or if they will. In my eyes, it's going to take a very, very long time, especially with the young quarterbacks that we have already seen that are coming up. They don't have that Tom Brady effect. They don't have that Brett Favre effect. They don't have, you know, Steve McNair. They don't have, they don't have any of that. Or Donovan McNabb. They don't have any of that.
0: Or Peyton Manning. Or Peyton Manning. Um, Um, Drew Brees. I mean, I think what we're leaning towards is longevity.
1: Yeah. um, Well, in Lamar Jackson's case, he uses his feet a lot, and this is yeah. the first time he's actually been hurt for like a long period of time in his career. And I think that's going to save him to be able to play longer because he can get out of huge tackles and everything. Yeah. Um, so maybe that could lean that way. But the, the amount of pass yards he gets, he's not going to catch up to Tom Brady. He's already – beat them in rush yards i mean tom brady doesn't run so
0: yeah pocket qb yeah. yeah
1: but a quarterback's main thing is you know you throw the ball you get touchdowns that's your job yeah um and now it's a different kind of football but it's still it goes back to that basic concept
0: yeah um so titans offensive tackle uh taylor lewin uh said i believe on twitter that brady's number 12 should be retired in the entire nfl in the entire league no. Um we both lean towards the same. No. <laughs> no. No. I, I want to hear what you have to say first on it. Retiring someone's number league wide is a huge deal, no matter what sport. Yes. Um, like I know the NBA retired Bill Russell's number six league wide. Mm-hmm. And he did so much more so for the game of basketball, but outside of the game itself. Perfect. Same with like Jackie Robinson with um with MLB they did so much off the field to where it deserved that number retirement throughout their respected leagues leagues. But Tom Brady, I don't, he didn't, I don't just because you're really good at something like him, like doesn't mean your number should be retired in the entire league. Like,
1: I totally agree. Um, I was going to say the exact same thing. Um, like with Jackie Robinson, you know, during the time of racial discrimination at the time, and then, you know, Bill Russell doing everything in his community, Roberto Clemente doing everything yeah. for his community. Um, His number is not
0: retired, so it's not retired. Things like
1: that. I wouldn't be surprised if it will be soon. um Same. He has a whole he has a whole award named after him, you know. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm on board with this, if LeBron James's number gets retired throughout the NBA because he did a lot, honestly, like off the court for the community of LA, the community of Miami, the community of Cleveland, a lot. Mainly Cleveland, yeah. And it's like. That deserves the whole retire the jersey throughout the whole entire um, league. Tom Brady, like you said, yeah, he probably did a lot of things for the – like not a lot, but like there were things for the community, but they were just not – it wasn't his priority,
0: you know? Correct. His priority priority was to be a quarterback and just play on the field. Which
1: there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's your job. But, I mean, these other guys went above and beyond their job. Yeah.
0: They used their platform for the better. Yeah um all right so enough about tom enough about everything uh we have a big game next week super bowl eagles oh, chiefs hang on hang on one second oh he's changing it's an audio median but he's changing yo okay. he's got sunglasses on the oakley oh, oh no i'm blind with pics so um let's oh. go let's, let's get <laughs> into this <laughs> um all right i gotta find my sunglasses i don't know they're in the car uh all right um, shades in an indoor room eagles chiefs in yep. arizona mm-hmm. which team has the edge
1: uh I'm, a, I'm afraid to answer any of these questions <laughs> i plead the fifth um speak to my lawyer before i i, w- I want to speak to my lawyer before saying anything else I, I really do
0: okay um so the refs have the edge mm-hmm. we'll yeah. we'll say yeah. that
1: <laughs> uh, to be all seriousness um I know I have to give information out to people and whether they take it or not, I don't blame them from what happened last week. Yeah. I will say this. The chiefs in my eyes have the edge, but it's a very small increment. The reason I say that is because the chiefs have been to the super bowl more than the Eagles have like that roster that the chiefs have. Yeah has more experience in the Super Bowl than the roster of the Eagles, right? So there's the experience. But the Chiefs are really banged up, Really, really, like, banged up. The Eagles are flying high. Like, everybody's healthy on that team. But the thing is, though, even when the Chiefs were banged up, they beat a top team like the Bengals barely the Bengals, barely and, and the Bengals were like i would say 90 percent healthy they just didn't really have tyler boyd yeah and i mean look at valdez scantling nobody would have thought valdez scantling would be like the hero of that whole entire game yeah
0: then it was the best game of that weekend
1: yeah and <laughs> i and, and that's why i picked the chiefs it's so small i'm not going to give a score i'm just going to say i think chiefs have the edge but i think whoever wins the first half of the game wins the rest of the game
0: okay i'm going to i'm going to agree with you on the chiefs however i'm going to lean towards the second half i think we've seen in super bowls of past where teams come out hot the second half and mm-hmm you know, the Eagles who might, you know, they're young, they're, they're hungry for this. The chiefs have been there before they've won one. They've lost one. Um, I think the Eagles come out hot, but it's whoever comes out hot that second half. And I think the chiefs got it with that veteran presence. Um, I think that's the edge they have. Like, like you said. Um, So I'm going to go, I'm going to go chiefs in this one as well. I think it'll be a close game. It'll be a very good game. Yeah. But I'm going to go chiefs.
1: If, if, If there are Eagles fans out there, I trust me, it pains me to say it to say that the Chiefs have the edge. I'm rooting for the Eagles. I'm hoping that they can do their fly Eagles fly little chant at the end of that. Um, And I think a big thing they got to do to win this game is put the pressure on Mahomes and that ankle. I know I'm not saying hurt the guy, but I'm saying if he's using that ankle, he's. He's not going to make accurate throws because he's going to be leaning on it and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm not even suggesting like, hey, go hurt the guy, go after the ankle when you tap. Yeah, you're you're not
0: Sean Payton. No, you're You're not Denver Broncos head coach Sean Payton. You
1: see, you see a weakness and you want to expose it.
0: Yeah, and I I understand. I think. I think, but I don't think he's as banged up as he was in that.
1: But the thing is, he's had this rest, he's had the rest with the muscle, but things can get aggravated, you know, the body, you know, is going probably through not 100% of this practice these next two weeks or whatever. And yeah, you know, resting is the best healer. But at the same time, if you go into a game situation and something is just like, so, I don't know, like that, just something quick, you know, it's aggravating a lot of stuff that's been trying to recover. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I think, I think, he'll play, I think he'll
1: play the whole game. Yeah. But if the Eagles do get to him, I would, I would say the Eagles can definitely win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk NBA. Okay. Uh, there's a head case over in, uh, Brooklyn named Kyrie Irving. Falls as of yesterday, <laughs> as of yesterday, he uh, has requested a trade by Thursdays this coming Thursday's uh trade deadline. Will he get traded? um and where does he go? I get it. Kyrie's good. He makes any team better. but if you're a contending team, do you want what he brings to your locker room?
1: I think well, first off, I don't think he gets traded. I don't think he does um the Nets are still a competitive team with him. Um, I understand understand he may be unhappy, but he's been unhappy wherever he goes the last few seasons. Um, And now it's become to the point where he is such a talented player that his baggage has outweighed his talent. And a lot of teams, of course, are not wanting to do that because a team is not only, Hey, based off of skill level, it's based off of media. based off of pr it's based off of projection of the team what they do on and off the court you you know it's not like you know athletes are are athletes but they're also human beings off the court yeah and with that being said i don't think anybody's going to want to take that um and if they do all i'm going to say is if some team takes it it's going to be a top 10 team that takes them um that's not in the east that's not in the east uh Cause they don't want, they don't want that against them or anything like that. Yeah. And I think at most what the nets get, because people are going to be having to pay off that contract still that he has, um, he has an
0: expiring contract.
1: Yeah. But I'm saying like, if they, they're, they're only getting them for like that much with so much money owed,
0: you know, yeah, February through June, basically, if you get that far.
1: Yeah. But I'm saying like, he's owed like a high, he's got a high salary. So he's got a high monthly, you know, income. Um, I think at most, they get maybe one first-round pick at most.
0: I don't know. Like, All okay, right, so Jonathan, who's a friend of the pod, he's been on a couple times. Um, he doesn't. He hopes he doesn't come to the Lakers, which I agree. I don't think I don't, don't, think, to come I to don't Lakers. Think, well, the Lakers don't have any picks to give up. Yeah, but that's what I brought up, though, to Jonathan, and he said um, the Lakers have two first-round picks in 2027 and 2029. Um, they are covered because teams assume uh, the Lakers are going to suck after LeBron which they are, but they do have that to give up. I He did bring up the Mavericks as well. I don't see that happening with Mark Cuban. Who knows? I think the Clippers might be a spot to look out for.
1: Maybe. I wouldn't even be surprised with Portland. Maybe. I I, I just say this, though. When you said 2027 for the the Lakers' first-round draft picks, the Nets are not going to wait four years for a first round draft pick. Yeah. Considering, like, you know,
0: Durant's. Oh, because by
1: that him, time, because Durant, Durant's contract will be up by that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unless they're, unless they're looking to, like, hey, if we get rid of Kyrie, then the next to go is going to be Kevin Durant so we can get more and more and more. And then we have all these first round draft picks at one time. But. I don't, the Lakers need to literally look at themselves and say, we got to keep draft picks because we're losing everything.
0: Yeah. That's tough. I mean, if he stays, if they don't trade him, he's sitting out the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So he, if, if it's enticing to them, like the trade of what they can get back, I could see him going somewhere in the East, but I think he's, he's more imagine, of the West and imagine the Kings pick him up. That'd be huge. Be, I, I I mean just like our last episode, I think that would put him over.
1: I think it would. I but I don't think they would win at all. I don't think they would. No.
0: Memphis? No.
1: No, Memphis does not need him. They don't they don't need him. They don't save that money some for something else.
0: Yeah. Well, going from Kyrie to LeBron. Uh LeBron James is uh really close to surpassing Kareem on the all-time scoring list. He's only 62 points away. Uh, what does this mean for LeBron's legacy? And how long does he hold the title for?
1: Um, for LeBron's legacy, I've always said it's always been him competing against Michael Jordan's legacy. Yeah, That's what it ultimately is. Um, will he ever beat LeBron – or will LeBron ever beat Michael Jordan's legacy on the court?
0: No, never. He has surpassed him in points. He so. surpassed
1: him in points. Yeah. Great. But, like, can you do Hall of Fame statistics – And also, do the amount of championships Michael Jordan did? No, Uh, you you can't. And so that's why I say his legacy can't beat him on the court, even though, you know, he's going to be the all time scoring leader, which I think he holds for a very long time. A very long
0: time. Yeah. Um, I think, how long has Kareem held it? 30 plus years. Um, Yeah. I think um, more than that, honestly, probably, because I'm 30. Shoot. (laughs) But, (laughs) uh, um, you know, uh, legacy is something we've brought up the last two episodes. And um, this episode alone, we brought up the word longevity a lot. And mm-hmm. I think in regards to his legacy, it is longevity. Yep. Um, and his legacy is always going to be Cleveland for me. It's just like with yeah. Albert Pujols. He's always going to be a Cardinal. Saint he's not going to be anything yeah. else. Same thing. So LeBron's Cleveland. He was the chosen one for Cleveland. So, yeah, he. I think he holds us for a very long time because – the next active scorer right now that's still in the NBA is Kevin Durant, and he's 14th on the list, and he's 34.
1: I don't think Kevin Durant will even come close yeah. to catching up to him. If he does, he has to play the same amount of seasons LeBron does and has to stay healthy for the, the next 95% of all seasons.
0: That's what's hurt Durant the most, I think, is his injuries. Yeah, um, He's 14th, which is pretty solid for how – I mean He's, he's only a Hall 34. of Famer. Don't get me for wrong. Kevin famer, Durant's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Yeah, for sure. But He's 34. He'll be a free agent at 38 with Brooklyn. He's got to stay healthy. He hasn't, he'll get top 10, but honestly, I I can't see, I can't see LeBron. I think LeBron holds this longer than, than Kareem did.
1: I think I I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. But I do want to say off the court, LeBron's legacy outweighs Michael Jordan's legacy.
0: LeBron off outweighs the, off, oh, the off the court, court. Okay. Off the
1: court for sure. Um, I would say for Kevin Durant, I mean, if people are really going to say, does it like, oh, he's going to, they're going to say, oh, he's going to catch them. I I will put money on that, that he doesn't even come close. Yeah. Uh, Kareem has held it for nearly 39 years. There's a reason, you know, you know, records are meant to be broken, like we said before. Just you just don't know when. And I don't think this next win for to beat LeBron's. It's going to be anytime soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool, though. Like it is.
1: Don't get me wrong. Like in our for last time him, that, that's a huge accomplishment. Like it's yeah. well deserved. It's well recognized. Um, And he's going to get the first Hall of Fame ballot, of course. And everything yeah. like that. But we're bringing, we're bringing points against points. He, yes, he beats Michael Jordan. He beats Michael Jordan by a long shot in points. But just the legacy, the legacy entitles so much there. Yeah. That LeBron won't, won't catch up to Michael with that.
0: Yeah. I agree. He's Michael's the goat for a reason. Yeah. LeBron's the other goat, but. Not up to that part of honorable of, mention of honorable American, mention <laughs> of MJ. Um, all right, so we're gonna wrap this up here. So each week, um, until gosh, we have five more divisions left, um, we're gonna go through gonna each it. MLB division. Uh, last week was AL West, this week we're gonna talk about the AL Central, um, the team that won the offseason in that division, the MVP of each team, and the player that's desperately uh, in need for a comeback season.
1: Am I starting or do you want to start?
0: You go ahead. Okay. Um,
1: who won the offseason?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to say the Twins. The Twins won the offseason, but they don't win the division. Um, I still think Cleveland is going to win that division. Um, I think Minnesota gets second with Chicago right behind them, then Detroit, and then Kansas City. Um. For MVPs, it took me a while to look at this because the AL Central is so weak compared to other divisions. It is; it's, it's the weakest so division weak in the American League, and divisions. honestly, in all
0: of baseball, I think it is. It yeah. is the weakest division.
1: And the the and like I said, the Twins won that division just because they signed Carlos Correa. Everybody else signed, you know, good names, but nothing big, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start off with the my prediction that. Cleveland Guardians uh, win the division. Their MVP is Andres Jimenez, for sure. Um, it was I was picking either him or um, the young Jose kid. Ramirez. I think his name is Oscar Mercado.
0: Yes. Oh, man. I, I, I was, he hit the walk-off in the wild card series.
1: I'm thinking, like, you know, it's between those two, but I'm going to take Andres because he's been in the league a little bit longer because um, that was Oscar's like first, you know, time of rookie. League. Yeah. And I want to see if, you know, maybe he has that sophomore slump you never know kind of thing. Um, but I hope he does great cuz he looked fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um we saw then, him hit a bomb on my birthday at Petco. It, that it, thing was a rocket. And you like, know, he's he's a big guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a big guy. And I I didn't realize cuz I saw my Petco
1: too. Um he didn't hit a bomb, but I just remember seeing him in the batter's box. I'm like, that dude is massive. Um, so which leads to my comeback player of the year. He did play a long, long period of time the season. Like he he wasn't like hurt or anything like that. But I'm gonna go with Miles Straw has a bounce back year.
0: Okay, Miles Straw. Um,
1: yeah, I think he's always been known to be a better fielder than hitter, but I think he finally like maybe he hits like a 250 average. Like that's what I'm hoping for, for him. Okay. Somewhere around there. Um. Right. So are we going to go back? Like, are we going back and forth? Or yeah, I'll, you...
0: I'll do you just did Cleveland. So I'll do Cleveland. Um, okay. I agree with the twins uh, being the uh, winner of the offseason for the AL central. Um, I think MVP, it's always going to lean towards Jose Ramirez for me. The yeah. guy's just so consistent. He's hits from both sides of the plate. Hit twenty nine bombs last year. He's just solid, he, and he steals. Everybody forgets he steals bases. Yeah, he, yeah, they they don't really realize that. Like he went twenty and seven last year, so he stole twenty and was only caught seven times. Yeah, like he's such a solid guy. Forty four doubles last year. He's he's just a he's a solid hitter. He's so good. He's so underrated, for sure. Um, man, player that really needs a comeback season. That's tough because that team is so young. Yeah, it's very the, the young. The Guardians are very young, but, I mean, you could say from El Reyes because I'm on the team anymore. Yeah. Um, man, this is really hard. Do you want to know the other one I was
1: going to say for, the like, the comeback kind of thing? Yeah. I was going to say Zach please, Zach.
0: Oh, yeah, please, Zach. You know, he got dropped. He punched the mound and yep. broke his hand and his people dropped him. <laughs> Like he, I think he still had a little bit over 20
1: starts, but like the stat wise, we're not as good as what he's been before.
0: Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. I mean, we have to, I, I'm looking at this whole roster and I just don't. That see... whole roster is solid. It's solid. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll surprise people again. Some the, you know, the experts out there are going to pick the white Sox and Cleveland's going to come in and, <laughs> when the central if, if anything the white sauce the white white sauce <laughs> you want some white sauce pizza
1: white sauce. um <laughs> the white socks lost their big names they didn't yep. gain anybody yep so i don't i don't know why if the experts do pick the white socks i don't know what they see because
0: honestly there's really nothing there to me yeah all right, so I think we'll just agree that it's for me it's Ramirez and then we'll agree on the comeback which is a uh, Straw, <laughs> <laughs> with Miles yeah. I think
1: I think I think those are good choices. I think um Jose Ramirez, man, he's so, he's so, he's so good. He's a switch hitter too and it's like I don't know. I just I don't think people talk about him enough.
0: Yeah. No, he no one talks about him. And I think he prefers it. I mean, that's why Oh yeah, for he sure. He preferred to stay in Cleveland, you know. He signed oh. he signed a huge extension. So Yeah. All right. Let's jump to the Twins, the winners of the offseason. Um they signed Correa. Um, they lose Larissa Rice, the batting champion of the American League last year. Mm-hmm. Um, in a trade with Miami to get Pablo Lopez. Solid trade, honestly. Um MVP on that team. I Buxton. It's got to be, even in in limited time with Byron Buxton, it's hard because he gets hurt a lot. But 340 at-bats last year, he hit 28 home runs.
1: I didn't pick Buxton for either or, just because he, like, I just don't know. But I want to hear who is your comeback player, though.
0: My comeback player for the Twins? Man, can I pick Buxton twice? I'll allow it because that's that, that's like a <laughs> rare occurrence with anybody else. MVP, the guy does not play over hundred games. He yeah. is so physical on the field. Like he played 92 games last year, but hit 28 bombs. So
1: so I
0: didn't even pick
1: Byron. I of course I thought of him, but I was just like, <laughs> you know, it's probably gonna happen again. Yeah. The same thing. Um, so I picked. The MVP I picked Jose Miranda. Okay, um, he had like he got. I don't think he even played the full season, and he had like eighteen homers, sixty something RBIs, and like kind of like a shortened season. But he played majority of it. But I think yeah, he's yeah, he had follow. fifteen
0: bombs last yeah. year in his in his rookie season. He played in one twenty five games. So they let Miguel Sanogo, so he's their first baseman.
1: Yeah, and for comeback player of the year, so I got two for the Twins. Okay, one is Jorge Polanco. Um, from the season he had before last season, oh, my God, the dude was an animal. Um, but my other one is
0: Max Kepler. Yes, Kepler is in, in dire need. Yeah. There's been a lot of trade talks this year. but I think, I, think he, I think he does come back, though. I think he does. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this guy for what he can do, and he – 36 home runs in 2019. Yeah. He,
1: he can do he, it. He can definitely do it. He's just got to stay healthy. I think he'll be fine. Um, so going from that, going to Chicago, I had, um, for my MVP, I had Dylan Cease. I think he repeats what he did last year, but that was like his really big breakout year last year. Um, and then for my comeback player, of course, I'm going to pick Tim Anderson for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, White Sox, I mean, big ad with Benintendi, but big loss with uh, Abreu going to Houston. Yeah, and you also you also
1: lost um, – oh, my gosh, I can't even think. Oh, no, you already said it, Jose Abreu. Duh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think for Chicago, my MVP is Dylan Cease as well. I think he's – I think he might be a lock for AL Cy Young. Um, honestly, I think he'll like – yeah, yeah, I think he'll be up picks. there. Yeah. Sure. Um, come back, uh, Luis Robert. Like, hasn't really been the same since his pretty significant injury. Last year, he's only limited to 98 games, 12 homers. Like, this guy's really fun when he's on the field and when he's healthy. But I think it's only 25. We need to see his full potential, and he needs to stay healthy. So I think he's in need for a comeback. Definitely. Who you got next? Ugh, the Royals. (laughs) (laughs) That's everybody's so hard. A come, everybody's a comeback player on that team. That's so hard. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. is definitely there. Their MVP. I <laughs> the think that is there. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the guy.
1: Oh
0: man. Um, man, I can't even think. The guy in, in need of a comeback. So I, I, I found I did some research on that, and I
1: found one. You might agree with it because I this, I picked I picked Bobby Witt for the MVP. Okay. So. Comeback player, you can agree or disagree. I picked Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor. He was out the whole season last year for Boston in the bullpen.
0: Oh, I'm like, who are you? Talking and then they about? just they
1: just traded him for Alberto Mondesi.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's solid. That's. I can agree with that. I did It was even...
1: it was either him to me. It was either him or as Chapman. One
0: Never of those really teams. yeah. Never really pick on a. You know, comeback reliever. I guess um, I'm going to just say the comeback
1: player of the year award goes to the whole team of Kansas City Royals. There we yeah. go. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. That, that, that's got to be it. Like, <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, at least Kansas City has football going for them right now because at one point it was they did have you know the World Series champion Royals and like the Kansas City Chiefs being really good, and that didn't last very long for both. Yeah. So, all
0: right. Well, MVP Bobby Wood Jr. Um, yeah, the entire team. I can't even the think of a guy. Entire team, it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, that leaves us with did you say your? Yeah, you said yours, we you said ours. It's just so weird. The these last two teams are so hard to talk about exactly the Royals and the Tigers.
1: I can talk about the Tigers more than the Royals. Okay, um, we got MVP. So I went with, uh, uh, Tariq Skubal. Okay. Their pitcher. Um, yeah. The pitcher he pitched, I don't know if he went over 200 innings last year. Um, I, he definitely went over 180, had like a very low three ERA, which is, I think pretty good for a team that's really bad. Um, yeah. so I think he kicks it up a notch. Um, he also did that as basically the ace of that group because Spencer Turnbull was out for the whole season. Yeah. So, yeah. which leads to comeback player of the year for them, Austin Meadows
0: for sure. Yeah, he. You know, with Austin Meadows, I've I want to just give him props. Like he stepped away for a little bit to get his mental health on check. Uh, that takes a lot of guts. Yeah. Um, in the sports world, to really come out and say that and say how you're feeling. So even
1: in the even even in the real world, like people like coming out in general, like you know, mental health goes a long way. Yeah, it it, literally it makes your longevity of life longer.
0: Yeah, Um, this is so hard for me to pick MVP for this team. I swear, Uh, if you
1: say Javi Baez, oh no, 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 no. (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm gonna say uh, their catcher Eric Casse. Ooh, he had big a hash, really big good hash. season last year as a catcher. Like he's had you know, two, he's, he's had two good seasons. Yeah. He's, he's a solid catcher. He's he's 30. Like he's bounced around a little bit, but last year he played 110 games, which is career high. And he's, he showed the rule what he could do. I mean, the year before though, like he hit 22 bombs. So very underrated catcher that people aren't really talking about yeah. offensively. Um, the comeback is a toss up for me. It was between Javi and someone else. And for a young team like this, I'm gonna go with um, the big free agent signing they had last year. Other than Javi, was Eduardo Rodriguez from Boston? Um, yeah, he went five and five in 17 games started and a four ERA. I mean, 17 okay. games and a four ERA like it's a little bit over four. It's four oh five, but they they gave him a lot of money and you know, <laughs> if if you look at
1: Eduardo Rodriguez's numbers at Boston, like. Tell me not. That is the most average stats you can have
0: consistently.
1: Yeah. It is the most average stats, and somehow he got heavy paid.
0: Yeah, and I'm honestly surprised Boston didn't keep him, considering they – I mean, they're a whole nother thing because they don't yeah. keep anyone anymore, which is strange. But um, I, Oh, I do yeah. want to say this, though. Yeah.
1: What do you think Miggy's numbers in his last season of Detroit are going to look like?
0: I don't think th- – I mean, they moved the fences in, but I don't think he has an Albert Pujols uh, end to his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say like solid, you know, 230 to 240, 14 homers, 50 driven in.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know who I would say for people to look out for that I think has a, a good bounce back to is uh, Spencer Spencer Torkelson. Um, yeah. I think he got kind of the short end of the stick last season. Struggled really bad. Um, he also got rushed up.
0: Yeah, he got he, draft he's day. Two, to
1: he's his barely major like t- I think he's barely like twenty three right now. Yeah, and he he's the guy almost, that got
0: out of ASU, right? Yeah,
1: he's yeah. only been in he's only been in the farm system for like two seasons. Yeah, that's it. So that's rough. Give 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 the guy some some time. I think he's going to do very well. He's yeah. a he's a great replacement for. Hall of Famer like Miggy, so.
0: Yeah, let him cook. Yeah. Let him get hot a little bit in the minors or whatever. But, hey, we got a minute left. Um, I think that's it on episode two of 2023. Yes, sir. Um, Everyone have a good week. Thanks for listening. Let us know what your thoughts are on everything we've said. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Check out our YouTube. Throwing partners everywhere.
1: I understand if you don't want to listen to two blind mice. (laughs) um with picks totally understand but if our picks are right this time that puts us almost at like 500 even though we're oh and two technically so we'll be one and two but maybe with a 1.5 if some of the other stuff we said comes true a little bit so
0: yeah we'll see what happens
1: exactly (laughs) we'll get back to you next week exactly but thank you all for uh listening and i hope you guys have a fantastic week um And just make sure that, you know, when Super Bowl Sunday comes around, that you have some good food and good family and good friend vibes all around you. So
0: be safe. Thanks for listening. Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody.